Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to answering questions from, excuse me, welcome back to answering questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky. So I had some coffee up in there, and uh, that was pretty difficult to say. So we, if you guys are new here, basically what I do is I take three separate subreddits that have anything to do with, uh, I was going to say social anxiety, but that's actually just the first Reddit, anything to do with mental health and, you know, give my advice or just give my thoughts on it, and maybe we'll learn something new. So the three subreddits, uh, as I just uh, alluded to right there, one, the first one is social anxiety, second one is anger, and the last one is a new one called what is bothering you or what's bothering you. So uh, pretty probably going to be pretty similar to off, uh, you know, getting things off my chest red, subreddit, I think is what it's called. But yeah, we got social anxiety first. And I just want to quick give you a quick story. I was just uh, I was doing an interview with a former Navy SEAL yesterday, uh, you know, from a podcast. It won't be coming out until maybe like August or something like that. Uh, but yeah, dude, I went on that downward spiral afterwards, man, you know, just judging myself and just being like, oh my God, you know, you know, cause at one point the, my internet kind of shit out on me cause we've been having storms over here and like, you know, he was just like, I lost you, I lost you. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to, cause when you, when you have a series like this, you know, that I have to do this over zoom, there's a lot of anxiety about your internet fucking up at some point you know i'm running multiple programs at once to get the screen capture as well so you know there's a lot to it that is really difficult for me to to kind of get through so um but you know i mean i got through it just fine and guy was a great guest really really enjoyed him and uh yeah you can look out for that later so i uh, just want to let you know you know i still have my struggles with judging myself see i don't have a lot of anxiety during the interviews but it's just afterwards it's just like man i could have said so many things differently and you know what that's that's just the way it is so let's see uh people with social anxiety are treated terribly by others is what this first post says uh if i can get it running let's see here oh there we go i've noticed that dope oh, geez hold on I've noticed that uh, the way many people treat somebody who comes across as anxious, a majority of the time their feelings are invalidated and they are told to get over it and act confident or some other bullshit advice along the lines of that. Uh, that's not how you spell advice, but what, anyway. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I've seen other others direct anger, bitterness, and resentment towards the socially anxious. I don't really understand why this happens. It's almost as if people wait for socially anxious uh, awkward people to make mistakes, say the wrong thing, or act awkward in social situations, and then pounce on them harshly for making these mistakes. I've had a friend scream loudly at me in a room full of others because I was acting quiet and not contributing to the conversation. Another time, I've witnessed coworkers trying to listen to me over the phone because I accidentally mispronounced the name of the shop and spoke too fast when I had a customer on the line. I've never expected that being quiet and awkward would war could warrant such dislike or even hatred from others. These types of people don't have empathy or understanding for why a person may be a certain way. I keep to myself because I'm afraid that I may embarrass myself or say the wrong thing. I guess this comes across as me not caring or being uh, being apathetic. I avoid getting too involved in conversation, but uh, out of fear of rejection, so I withdraw. I thought that maybe in their minds they see me as a deserving target to release abuse because I break social rules. I wish they could understand that anxiety makes my brain work slower and I make careless mistakes because of the constant brain fog and self-esteem issues I have. If only others had more compassion, I wouldn't be writing this right now. Uh, but that's too much to expect, I know. Uh, I won't make fun of this person <laughs> if I've done a lot of uh, writing mistakes in there. But listen, I understand... 
I understand in a work environment why that would be necessary, right? If you're in a retail environment where you're dealing with customers, I can see. Listen, I had a lot of problems at my last job because uh, when I got, you know, quote unquote promoted, I got from, you know, I was working with like, I went from receiving to working with customers and all that stuff. And I made a lot of mistakes. Now, my, my boss was actually very cool with me and he was, you know, very direct and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all about sales. And at the end of the day, it's all about making the, you know, making sure the customer is happy. But uh, luckily, I didn't have to deal with too many of the upfront customers or any of that stuff. But or the, sorry, the, the walk-in customers, you know, people that aren't and the, the people that aren't like uh, that aren't professionals and stuff. But either way, I can understand in that environment. You also have to realize that social skill, poor social skills will ultimately make anyone feel put off with you. Um, expecting people to understand the intricacies of social anxiety isn't always exactly the way to go, right? You know, when there is, but uh, you know, listen, screaming at you for not contributing to a conversation is really weird. I've never heard of that one before, but also, like I said, expecting people to understand what exactly what you're going through is not exactly the the best thing. And also, if this persists for years and you're not getting help, it is a lot like this. So there's a great metaphor that I learned from a girl named Devin from Just a Mental Note, I think is her YouTube channel, uh, who I've had on, uh, on my podcast. Well, not on the podcast podcast, but on the YouTube podcast, where I was, uh, she was saying, you know, if you end up breaking your arm people will have empathy for you. But if you go a year without ever getting a cast on it, getting work done on it or anything like that, and you're still saying, oh my God, my arm's broken. It's like, well, go to the fucking hospital, right? It's the same thing with mental health. If you're not getting help for your social skills, like, and this is not me trying to blame this person. I don't know how long they've had these things. Maybe they were confused on how to help, how to get help with it or anything like that. But either way, you know, uh, please realize if you're socially anxious out there that you do need to because listen social interactions are most of our lives right we don't live in a bubble we don't live in a vacuum we live with other people and so social skills are a necessity to our lives and listen people are not always going to understand that you're socially anxious so that's uh that's always a really big part that's always a big really big problem with social anxiety so Let's see here. Get a drink of my coffee here. People that don't have social anxiety will never under truly understand how we feel. So I have this job and I started last April. It's pretty hardcore for having social anxiety, but I try to explain to coworkers that it is hard for me to do certain things because I have fear that people are laughing at me or making fun of me or talking bad about me, etc. You all know, I'm sure. One thing that really makes me angry is when I explain to them that it's hard for me to go into places alone, such as picking up food that I ordered online or places that are busy. And they say something like, who's going to who's going to do that when I'm not here? How are you going to make it through life like that? You need medication. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, don't say that shit to me. You don't you think I don't already know. Sometimes I feel like social anxiety is this thing that is sucking the joy and fun out of my life. And it's on my brain. It's not me. It feels like something is controlling me. Also, this job I have, people say it gets better. Well, I started a year ago, and it seems like social anxiety is like 1% better. It's still so hard to communicate to people, so I quit, LOL. I'm moving across the country, hoping to find a smaller company and not work in a hospital. <clears throat> so I'm going to assume that it was some type of receptionist job. I, I really don't. I'm 
really don't know, but I would assume that's, that can, you know, that can really cause a lot of anxiety. I've met a lot of receptionists that have to deal with uh, people that are, you know, uh, listen, when you go to the hospital, you have to realize those poor receptionists at the front are dealing with all the bullshit, right? You come in with all this pain and all this shit and people would just want to get you in the fucking emergency room, all that stuff without realizing there's a, re- a really long line. I get it. I listen, like I said, I don't know what position this person held, but I'm sure it was something very anxiety inducing. So, you know, my heart goes out to them. Uh, as for, you know, what they're saying to you, right? Um, like, how are you going to make it through life like that? You know, you need medication. I mean, you don't exactly need medication. There there are some people who do. You know, obviously, Zoloft is a is a double double whammy in that respect, right? It's an SSRI as well as a an anxiety reducer. But, you know... This is what I'm saying with social anxiety. You you do need to conquer it. It is something that need that you need to get better with. You know, as you go along. You know, I'm gonna have a uh, a young woman on named uh, Wing in a couple of weeks, although it won't be coming out for a while. But she has really severe social anxiety, and I approached her because she's a YouTuber, and uh, you know, I was like, you know, maybe maybe I can get the you know, maybe we can have two social anxiety people, excuse me, two socially anxious people, uh, you know, in a conversation on a podcast, you know, that who would, who would, who would ever think of that? Right. <laughs> so I, you know, but you know, she, she ended up, uh, agreeing to it and we're doing that. So um, like, it's really, it's really cool to have other people on the program that have, have suffered with the same, uh, stuff as I have. So Let's see here. We're going to go over to anger for right now. Um, So, fucked up anger management. My mom and I had a misunderstanding earlier. I'm already an adult, but she does not allow me to go out just to to just hang out with friends. I got, I just got, oh, excuse me. I got mad because it's always like this. She won't allow me or she'll allow me, but she'll gaslight or manipulate me. I'm so fed up with her, with her being controlling of me. I wanted to break our television, but I realized that's too much. Instead, I took my anger out on her plants and I cut it off and cut it off oh now she saw it and she's fucking mad but i do not give a fuck at all yeah so you have to be really careful that you know what the, that marine guy that i was just mentioning before uh, william branoff uh, branham excuse me he actually had said this because uh, he's into cbd and all that stuff but he was talking about you know like he was talking about like his boiling like you know i think water boils at like 200 something degrees something like that and he was saying, like, he was always at, like, he used a metaphor, right? He was always at, like, 200 and or something like that. Let's say, let, let's just make up a number. Water boils at 210 degrees, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, he would always be at around 200 degrees. And then if you just gave him a little bit, he would blow up, right? And then eventually he got better with CBD and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think that's a good way to describe anger, is that you have to get your 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 temperature down, your your emotional temperature down, to a reasonable level, to the point where when somebody does something to make you mad, it doesn't you know throw you off the fucking handle. You know that's that's always a real big problem with anger is that once you do once you uh, physically release it in a in a destruct in a destructive way it becomes harder and harder to contain it in a good way to think about it is like Pandora's box in some ways, not exactly like Pandora's box because you can eventually get, get it under control. But once you release that anger in a very destructive way, it's very hard to, it's very hard to condition yourself otherwise because you're already used to, you know, like me punching walls, you're already used to all that stuff. 
So unless there is some type of drastic intervention, it's very hard to find another another way or another form of expression, you know, that gets out the anger like that. Because you're basically conditioning yourself to just let your let your anger out every single time you get pissed. I mean, listen, this is coming from experience. I've definitely gotten to this point. So, uh, you know, definitely figuring out better ways to cope with your anger is a good idea. Also, you know, figuring out how to talk to your mom in a meaningful manner would be good. I, I, they didn't give too many details, but listen, I, I, you know, I would just say to start around there. So, uh, does it seem like the older you get, the more stuff pisses you off? Seems like the older I get, the more dumb shit pisses me off. I'll just wake up fucking angry. I, somewhat, I've actually, I've actually noticed that I'm starting to calm down a little bit more as the testosterone in my, in my body isn't like peeking out all over the fucking place. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I was definitely more pissed off. I feel like as you get older, if you don't realize, if you don't figure out who you are or what your why is in life, I feel like that can contribute a lot to your anger. So, um, figuring out what your why is in life and figuring out because figuring out what your why is in life. Like, so why are you living? Why are you here on this earth? Why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? That kind of stuff. Uh, figuring that out, figuring out that why is crucial to people feeling like they have a place in this world. And people that don't feel like they have a place in this world become either self-destructive, destructive, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, are a detriment to themselves and others. So, um, oops, this is, I was going to read this, read this next quote, but it is freaking crazy. It is a book. Uh, next post is, I still want revenge. I just want to torture everyone. I can't stop thinking of revenge once again tonight. I've been backstabbed and reminded why all humans are evil and are pieces of shit. Left alone crying as I write this post with not a soul to talk to because nobody cares. I'm a 17-year-old girl. Yes, I'm young, but nobody cares about me and nobody ever will. I will die alone and I want to torture all of humanity for it. So this might sound very extreme for anybody that's never dealt with mental illness on an extreme scale. Excuse me, an extreme scale. But that is pretty... Th you can spiral. This is once again, the, the whole Pandora's box thing that if you don't control your, if you don't not control your thoughts, if you don't change your behavior in a way that befits a, you know, a, uh, functional adult or a functional human being, it's very tough for you to see things that way. Right. When you are, especially when you're that young and all of these hormones are hitting you weird and all that kind of stuff, you have to be very cognizant of, you know, where your thoughts are leading you. Listen, are there time? Were there times where I was just like, I, dude, I remember all kinds of customers that pissed me off to the point where I was like, I wish that, you know, you you wish for like the worst thing. Like when I was working at, at a warehouse, like I wish a pallet would just fall on you, and I'm like, it's kind of fucked up. But I also need to think about it. And then I start to think about it from their perspective. You know, one of the best things that ever helped me out was this idea of the banality of evil. And this idea, I won't go into like the, because I've talked about it a lot on this channel, but basically this idea that evil is actually pretty normal and that under the right circumstances, anybody can become evil. Instead of, because the problem is, when you when you think of, uh, let's see what they said, I've been backstabbed and reminded why all humans are evil and pieces of shit. Once you put people in that category, it is you've basically dehumanized them. You've made them less than human. And once you make something less than human, well, I mean, look at what we do to animals, right? Once you make something less than humans or less than what you are. So, that, I mean, that's why we have like dogs, right? Like dogs we've made more important than other animals that we kill and eat, right? And 
humans are really good at this. Humans are are exceptional at making one thing better than another in order to further their goals because we are uh, we are extremely t intelligent. So the problem is we have a conscience, and when that conscience gets in the way, we end up tricking it into making it uh, more making things a little bit more palatable, right? In the Vietnam War, they made people into animals. They've tried to dehumanize them so that they would uh, they would seem like animals that we, oh we just got to kill these guys because they're animals and they you know they got no mind of their own and all this stuff you know instead of looking at them as human beings you really need to look at people as human beings now I'm not saying listen if you're in a self defense situation all that goes out the door right like you defend yourself and do what you can to get away or you know do what you can and hopefully it doesn't lead to something but listen self defense is self defense and I totally get that but otherwise you have to really think of these people as human beings and try your best to sympathize or empathize with them you know because only that way only through that mean only through through that uh, way of understanding are we ever going to get to a point where we can find some peace between us obviously there's always going to be anger and hatred in the world but i think only through that type of empathetic connection are we going to be able to uh, lower the temperature, I guess. You know, why, why don't we go back to an old metaphor that I just used earlier in this video? Uh, let's or, or earlier in this podcast. So let's check out the next one. How to deal with repressed anger? I'll keep this short. I'm kind of an introvert, so I rarely display my emotions. But the thing is that I have a very short fuse, and I really and I feel like blowing up at the simplest things. But I know that's not normal, so I try to suppress it. But it just gets worse inside of me until I feel like killing someone. How do I deal with this? On the outside, it seemed like a pushover, but really inside, I'm just tolerating it because I don't want to become violent and seem like a psycho. But me staying calm just makes them aggravate things. So this is a very big problem. It's the bottling up effect. And the problem with people never expressing how they feel is that they end up bottling up all this anger until one day it just explodes and everybody's like, oh, I never expected that from you. It happened to me many times. And you have to be very careful with this because... Listen, you have to weigh out the pros and the cons. Would you rather put your foot down and say, listen, I don't want to do this? Or would you rather blow up at the wrong time and lose a bunch of friends? I mean, they're, they're, like the cons of bottling things up really out uh, outweigh the pros of putting your foot down and expressing your what you want in life. Saying what you want in life is not a bad thing, Okay. Listen, the worst thing that's going to happen is people are going to say no or they, listen, I, what I want conflicts with what you want. Okay, cool. We go our separate ways. You're As you get older, you're going to realize that people come and go in your life and that is that is literally a part of life. That is literally a part of what the human experience is. And once you realize that, it's actually very freeing. It is a little sad because you, get to, you have to see people go, but people move, people do this. So listen, that is... That's something that you have to kind of deal with as you go along in life. Let's check out uh, the next subreddit. What's bothering you? Uh, my ex's downward spiral. I left him in 2015 after seven years of being in a toxic relationship with him. Ever since, ever since he's been doing drugs, getting shot at, being reckless in general, I can't help but feel it's my fault. When we, I kind of knew this was coming, but yeah. When we were together, I would hold him back from getting into so much trouble after years and years of not being able to make it work. I left. A part of me feels responsible for his spiraling for... Uh, uh, for his spiraling for giving up on it, us and leaving but at the same time my mental health was worsening every day uh, day by day i couldn't do it anymore i guess my point is i feel guilty i feel guilt for moving on and having a peaceful life with my little family and he's just passing away i hope he finds peace 
that's really all you can do. And I don't listen. Once you break up with somebody, and if it's for this reason, it really is out of your control because it's up to that person. It's not up to anybody else to change us, right? It, it, listen, there can be positive factors in our life that are outside factors in our life that help us figure out, you know, who we are and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it's up to us to realize the change within us that needs to happen, right? So if this person was just depending on you to change them the whole time, then listen, it's their fault. And uh, sorry, it's there. It's on them. And you shouldn't feel guilt for it. You should. But I do like that last part. Listen, I hope they find peace and all that stuff. That is a wonderful, that is a wonderful uh, way to put it. And listen, it's great that you still care about your ex. I, I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate that kind of, uh, that kind of empathy towards somebody that obviously was, was uh harming you or at least your mental health so let's see this cycle of self-hatred needs to stop uh i'm so miserable of situations beyond my control i need to stop fucking kicking myself while i'm down but i can't stop everything i hope for never happens and when it does and when it doesn't i just blame myself even if it has nothing to do with me i hate this yeah this is um this is like low self-value you know so i'm a bit you know I don't like this idea of self-love reason being is that I feel like it eventually leads to narcissism. You know, it's it, it, but I do have a big emphasis on self-respect and self-value, you know, listen, valuing yourself is a very key, important, key part of life. And when you do that, when you end up always blaming yourself for things. Now, there is a healthier way to say this, right? Whenever I lose like at a video game or something like that, I'm always like, okay, what could I have done to to make this better, right? Maybe I could have shot called. If shot calling means you're, you're, calling, you're calling out like what needs to be done in a game, right? So maybe I should have shot called better. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. But that's not blaming me. That's literally just saying, what can I do to help myself get better as I go along in life? And, you know, that's something that you really need to figure out as life, as uh, time goes along, you know, is figuring out what you can do to, um, to you know, to help yourself, you know, what you can do to make things better as you go along in life. So um, let me see here. Um Sorry, I kind of lost what I was talking about on this, but uh, yeah, be be very careful about blaming yourself. It really doesn't it really doesn't help the situation. Okay, it really doesn't help the situation that you're in. Just blaming yourself, accepting responsibility, and accepting the journey, accepting that you have to take the journey to change is very different from just blaming yourself. Because just blaming yourself, all that does is well, exactly that. All it does is blame yourself, but without any concrete road to to get back on the the road to redemption you know all it is just blaming yourself oh i did this oh i did that oh i did this oh i did that instead of taking responsibility and moving on right taking responsibility and moving on to redeeming yourself you know so that's what i would say to this you know listen you you can blame yourself all day you can be as you can pity yourself all day but all that's going to do is leave yourself that's why i always say look at where you want to go not where you don't want to go Okay. You can be aware of where you don't want to go. Oh, I don't want to go backwards, but don't look backwards while you're walking forward or else you're going to trip. Okay. And then you'll never, and then you won't be able to go forward as much. So just remember that as you kind of go along, let's see here. Unhappy with every aspect of life. Uh, hold on. Uh, not suicidal. My, uh, a male adult, I've hit a really rough patch in life. I'm having a 
day where just a hug and someone telling me everything will be all right would do the trick. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, I got an Instagram notification from one of my old trombone buddies, and he is fucking killing it right now. Good, you know, get, quick shout out to Miguel. You're fucking killing it, man. Uh, anyway, uh, in a year, uh, sorry. Uh, let's see. I'm having a day where just a hug and, uh, and from someone uh, telling me everything will be all right would do the trick. In a year from now, I'll look back and probably be in a much better spot. I wish I had more emotional support in real life. I have a sister I can talk to, but that's about it. Most days I live very, uh, very active life, healthy, fit, good career, and I express my emotions pretty well. No one can tell how I really feel on the inside, but I constantly feel sad and my chest just feels sunken. And some days get so bad, like today, where I, just, where I can't stop tearing up the smallest inconvenience. Keep your head up, Kings. I'll try to do the same. Yeah, so, um, it, you know, l- listen, we're going to have ups and downs in life. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad this person is not suicidal. Like, once you let it go to that suicidal state, like, it's really hard to get yourself out of that. Not saying it's impossible. I never want to say anything like that. But it's really tough to get out of it. So, um, yeah, good luck with you, man. It's 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 tough, especially when, young, you know, because young males, uh, we're, we're having, like, a decline right now. Like, we're... I'm, I'm a good example of this, right? We're not graduating college at the same rate as women. We're doing, you know, we're in lower paying careers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there, there's been a lot, man. I mean, males typically commit suicide more than women uh, or at least are more successful at it. So, yeah, man, it's real tough. But, um, you know, listen, be the exception, right? Be the exception to the rule. I, that's what I always try and tell people, you know, try and be the exception to the rule <laughs> if you can. Um but still keep the idea or still remember the still remember the the universalities of life as well you know of what typically makes humans happy right finding their why you know um but yeah let's see uh whoops i can't read that that is a book uh that's three days ago i think i'm good um somebody's asking to chat uh don't know what that's doing here oh this is rough attempted robbery happened to me today i was selling an item today and the young guys who showed up about 14 to 16 years of age tried to steal my item by paying fake euro bills these guys were very bold and didn't care when i caught them i grasped back my phone out of their hands and they said and said to them i am not an idiot they told me to fuck off. I was going to be like this if I was going to be like this. Then the guy I took the phone back from started threatening me. Luckily, some people walked by, but I didn't know what could have happened if there was if this wasn't the case. Many young guys are wearing knives nowadays, so I'm glad it didn't come to that. My day is fucking ruined, to say the least. I'm feeling shit about the whole event and want to stop my business of selling refurbished phones now after this event. Thanks for reading, people. Yeah, that is really rough. Um, when we when you talk about like a near death experience or sorry a near yeah yeah like a near death experience or something like that or a, a a an event where you're heightened you like you're you have a heightened sense of awareness and when you're in that fight or flight response but at like a high level that is always really hard to get around like there was a really big event that happened to me where i ended up uh, confronting this guy about uh, you know hurting my girlfriend at the time and i just remember afterwards dude it was so hard for me to get back back to normal dude i smoked i just smoked a lot at that point and even then i couldn't get i couldn't get this idea out of my head that i maybe done something wrong and you know it's really hard when you're at that point but as we were talking about the temperature before you know the te- your temperature and all that stuff figuring out how to lower your temperature as you go on is really freaking key as you 
figure this out because if you're all if you get your core temperature you know your your temperature that you're just kind of chilling at uh lower than it would usually like people bothering you and that that kind of stuff is going to have a have a a little less effect on you as you go on through life and you'll be able to kind of be at a, a greater temperature listen it's still gonna boil you just a little bit but it's not going to it's not going to get to that like full-on like steaming point where you know you're losing all your water because it's becoming steam all that kind of shit uh, I, I just went too far with that metaphor but anyway uh, as always guys you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below also if you'd like to email me any questions or suggestions for videos or anything you want to talk about you can always email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual <laughs>